Welcome to episode 184 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast, and this is going to be the first one of 2020, and uh, I am still your host, Patsy the Angry Nerd, and we are still brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee because we are part of the Dorkening Network, the ever-growing Dorkening Network, I might add. There are some announcements coming up that uh, you won't want to miss. But uh, as usual, I am deep within the bowels of Magenta Manor in the Pat Cave, and I am also, as usual, joined by my co-host on the show, my co-host in life. She is the mistress of Merlot, the real housewife of Transylvania, the Michael Phelps of wine, the queen of the monsters, and an honorary Lizzie. Ladies and gentlemen, Ashes Von Nightmare. I am Barbara Walters, and this is 2020. Uh, half of that is right. So we the, are the part where I'm Bob, Barbara Walters. That's Baba that's Wawa? the correct Baba Wawa. That was uh, the they used to have her as a sheep on Sesame Street. They had her as a Muppet. Was Wasn't that from um, an, was it Animaniacs? Animaniacs. They did is when they but the Baba Wawa. But Muppets were way way well. Early. I mean, obviously, obviously. Did you see? So on the see New so. Year's Eve, like. No, countdown thing stuff. i was with you well yes i know but like it's stuff hits social media like immediately after they ha- it happened so i didn't know if maybe you saw on social media what had happened i'm only but part of anti-social media sherry o'terry uh of snl fame uh reprised her barbara walter impression couldn't get actual Barbara Walters. Probably not. She's probably like, dude, I'm too old for this shit. Like, like no thanks. So they got Sherry O'Terry to do it, and she was amazing. And she had Anderson Cooper in stitches the entire time. Good. Like it was. That, it, that like was fun. really funny. I was like, wow. I probably it, had we had cable, I probably would have watched that in real time. But All right. anyways, well, that sounds fun. I I I don't know. I don't care much for these. I never have the uh, the oh it's what you know countdown to the new year. I've never given a shit about. But like them. the ball dropping's kind of cool. I don't care at all? Like I'd rather watch the three. Did series. you care about your balls dropping? I did. That was different. That wasn't to commemorate anything. I mean, but but was it? No. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Uh, but uh, what are we doing this week? So this week we are kind of doing a retrospective of the past year. And the past decade, we are talking about our top 10 characters of 2019 and our top 10 character characters of the 2010 decade. Yes. Now, I am, uh, and we had this conversation earlier. Oh, I my am God. Aware Nobody cares, that Patrick. That it is not technically the beginning of a new decade, but it is this uh, the beginning of a new set of 10 years. You know, this is the 20s. Right. Like, that was the 10s. So... That's I, how people generally think of it these I days. I know, but you know, because I'm always one to nitpick, I just want people to be aware that I'm ahead of this nitpick. Nobody cares. I don't think anybody's going to hold that against you. I've already had a couple people hold it against me on social media. And they're probably assholes. No, so. one of them was uh, powerful Brandon. Like I said, they're probably <laughs> assholes. So, uh, No, we love powerful Brandon. We do. We didn't get a chance to see him. You're just mad because I've been making all these awesome jokes. Like, uh, the word awesome is subjective here. Like today. I'm, Very subjective. I, I, was, I was saying how I was like, man, I'm glad we're not working today because this is my first day off all year because we're obviously recording this on January 1st to come out January 2nd. But it's like, man, this is the first podcast we've recorded all year. Therefore, it is the best and the worst of the year so far. 
But yeah, we're doing our 2019 retrospective because we do retrospectives. We've done that the last few years. But this it's a lot of fun. Different. Yeah, it's because there's more to it. Yeah, we've uh, put more more uh, content into it, and we've gotten some good information from folks uh, through the social media. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna give you other people's lists first, and then we'll take our break, and then when we come back, we'll give you our list because we like to do honorable mentions. And I was having a tough time because my list of top films of the 2010s, uh, my top 10 list had 65 films in it. Clearly, you do not know how top 10 lists so work. I have my top 10 and 55 honorable mentions. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, I pared no, it down quite no. a bit. But uh, I want to start with uh, one of our longtime listeners, Riku, gave us uh, his list of his characters of the decade. So... Uh, at number 10, he has Dracula from Netflix's uh, Castlevania series, which is really good. Um, then at number 9, he's got Star-Lord, Peter Quill, played by uh, uh, Chris Pratt uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. And then some of these I am not familiar with at all, so you will have to uh, bear with me a little bit. Pumat Soul from Critical Role. I don't know what that is. I think it's a podcast about Dungeons and Dragons only because uh, Agent Nicole wears that hat every day and on the back it says Critter. I guess that's what they call their fans or Critters. Uh, but I'm not familiar with Critical Role uh, I, other than that. Uh, Ryuko Matoi, Mat- I think that's how you pronounce it, from Kill La Kill, which I believe is an anime. Uh, number six is 95 from Near Automata. That's a video game that looks really, really interesting. Uh, number five is Nero from Devil May Cry 5. Uh, Deku, Deku from My Hero Academia. Again, uh, not something I'm overly familiar with. Bayonetta from the Bayonetta franchise. That's, uh, uh, I think it's a game that's only on the Switch. Uh, Dio from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Not to be confused with JoJo Rabbit or Dio from Star Wars. And uh, Geralt of Rivia from The Witcher. Now, he doesn't specify if it's the show or the books or the games, but we'll just say... It could just, just be the general character. It's an amalgamation of all. And uh, he does have one honorable mention, and it is Sands from Undertale. Undertale is another game that's supposed to be like super difficult. I haven't played it, but I've seen like clips from it, and it looks They're these insane. really cute skeleton dudes. Yes. Like, they're adorable. I know. Well, like I said, I've seen clips from it, but I've never played it, and I couldn't tell you any of the characters. So uh, you have some, some stuff on yeah, your... Yeah, so I have a couple of lists here. We heard from Kyle Bachman, who says, in no particular order, his top 10 from this year are Baby Yoda, my man, uh, Babu Frick, again, solid choice, The Mandalorian, Cliff Booth, that is from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Gigi from Booksmart. Now, I actually just recently uh, watched Booksmart for like the first a time. Hours yeah, ago. like very recently. Very I'm recent. trying to catch up on some of the stuff that I had missed to make sure that my lists were solid. And oh my God, Gigi was amazing. Billy Lord is hilarious. Now, had I seen this film like earlier in the year, like she may have made my top 10. Um, but yeah, definitely made an impression upon first viewing. I absolutely adored her. The John Wick Three Dogs, Alita, I'm assuming that's from Alita Battle Angel, Yes. Pikachu from Detective Pikachu, 
King Ghidorah and Mothra. From Godzilla, King of the Monsters, obviously. Yes, yeah. That's a good call. We also heard from a little buddy of ours, Ethan. So he gave us our list, and I'm assuming this is his list for the past decade. So here it goes. Number one is Kratos, God of War. Number two is Mega Rayquaza. Ooh, I cannot say that. It's a Pokemon. Rayquaza? Ray- Mega Rayquaza? I don't know. I don't know Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. Um, number three is the chosen hero, Link Zelda. Number four is Atticus Finch to kill a mockingbird. So maybe he just recently read that in class or something. That's my guess. But uh, yeah, that's it's it's a pretty solid character. Ethan's a young kid, so it, uh, his it's, decade. It's been, yeah, yeah, is... his decade's going to be a little different than ours. Number five is Neku Neku Sarutoba from The World Ends with You. Number six is Sora from Kingdom Hearts. I think that's a video game. Yes. Uh, number seven is Cloud, the Super Smash Brothers version. Number eight is Thomas the Tank Engine. Number nine is Curious George. And number 10 is Lightning McQueen. How cute is that? So as you can tell, uh, Ethan is a teenager. So his uh, his list is going to be slightly different because some of the stuff you know, from him growing up the past decade is, you know, obviously more influential than the stuff that we grew up with. Like, well, and not only that, like all time, like Big Bird and Mr. Rogers would be on our list. But in all seriousness, I had to kind of double check because some of the things I was trying to put on my list kind of didn't quite reach this most recent decade. But like, it felt like it did. I think we would have seen a lot more, uh, like if we had gone you know, 10 years from 2009 to 2000 to 2019, we would have seen a lot more Heath Ledger jokers. Yeah, absolutely. But we started with 2010. Right. So uh, we also, we got a couple of uh, messages from our good friends, like our buddy Coop, who gave me kind of a list. Um, He said his number one character is John Wick. But he also said that uh, he's... He said, even though the first film starred in 2008, Tony Stark is possibly the most influential character of the decade because of Iron Man 2, Avengers, Iron Man 3, Age of Ultron, Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, Infinity War, Endgame, and Spider-Man Far From Home. Like, if you take this character out of the rest of the Marvel film, the re- if you take this character out, the rest of the Marvel films fall apart. Tony is a keystone. He even changed how the character is written and performed in cartoons in the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. So, and he said he's not his favorite character, but his favorite performer, and like Heath Ledger's Joker, uh, and I think that will still outlast Joaquin Phoenix, Iron Man is Robert Downey Jr. So, and he said, my number one is John Wick, easy. So, um, very interesting list, and uh, we have a slightly different list from uh, our buddy Joe over at the uh, Horror Squad podcast. Because he, he went with movies instead of, because uh, that's what he's doing for his show. And I submitted my top films of 2019, my top horror films, and my uh, top horror films of the past decade uh, to their show. So if you're interested, you can check it out there. But his top 10 of 2019 uh, was from 10 to 1. The Nightingale, Climax, Bliss, which I didn't see any of those. Ready or Not, solid film. It Chapter 2, very good. The Lighthouse, haven't seen. 
Hagazusa, I did see. Uh, he was really talking that one up. I, I definitely recommend that as well. Us, Dr. Sleep, one that we didn't get to see, uh, but hopefully we'll be picking up when it comes uh, to home release. And his number one, which is not in my top ten at all, uh, Midsummer. And then for his best of the decade, uh, he went. He gave me fifteen, which is fine because we do a bunch of a uh, bunch of honorable mentions ourselves. But from fifteen to one, uh, Hereditary, A Quiet Place, Black Swan, The Loved Ones, What We Do in the Shadows, which you're going to hear about a little bit more from uh, from us, The Invitation, It Chapter One, Cabin in the Woods, Midsummer, I Saw the Devil, which if you haven't fucking seen. See it. It's amazing. Train to Busan. Same thing. Green Room. One of the best movies I've ever seen. Uh, the Conjuring. Get Out. And his number one, The Vavitch, which we have but still haven't seen. Same with Hereditary. Like, we have them, haven't seen them. Uh, the Lighthouse is definitely on our list of things. So uh, that's that's what we got from folks outside of uh, outside of Ashes and I. But uh, if you have a list you want to share with us, again, we're going to be doing another uh, interesting show next week. So we'd love to hear from you. So I think with that being said, we'll we'll go ahead. We'll take a quick break. And uh, unless you have anything else last minute that somebody added? No, I'm I'm reworking my list okay. again. So, again. So this is a lot harder. It is. It's very A difficult. lot more difficult than I, I thought it was going to be this, this yeah. year. Yes. So... I think with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will give you our list of maybe the uh, I'll I'll have to go first. It looks like of uh, top 10 characters of 2019 and top 10 characters of the 2010s. And uh, we'll be right back. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Holy sidetracking, guys! The train just came off the tracks! Derailers! Be sure to follow The Derailers on Twitter, at The Derailers! And make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on YouTube, so you can catch the episode next week, folks! Same derailment time, same derailment channel! We are back. Uh, I'm going to do my my list first because Ashes is still well, furiously your, rearranging. No, hers. I've I've got it. I've all got right, it. Right, I'm going to so cut myself off. This is this is all it. Right. So we're going to start with our top ten from 2019 first. Yes. So I'm going to go 
10 to 2, then I'll reveal my two honorable mentions, and then my number one. Um, so number 10, we've already heard this one once, but Cliff Booth, played by Brad Pitt from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I thought he did a great job. Uh, number And this is a, this was tough to put in order, but uh, number nine is Benoit Blanc, uh, Daniel Craig's character from Knives Out. Oh, so good. So, so I good. loved him I in mean, that it's, movie. In that type of film where you have such an ensemble cast of amazing actors playing these great characters, it's really difficult to choose just one. But yeah. Daniel Craig definitely stood out. Yeah. I mean, everyone had their moment, but I think Craig was just, especially when you see the ending. Uh, number eight, Lester from Candy Corn, played by Pancho Moller. And uh, this made me want to see Pancho Moller in a starring role. Like, I want to see him get some, like, top billing because he was really good in that. Um, number seven, I didn't write down the actor's name, but Brandon from Brightburn. I thought the kid did a really good job, and I thought that it was a very compelling character. Number six, adult Richie Tozier, played by Bill Hader in It Chapter 2. He may have been my favorite part of that film. Yeah, probably. Like, he was really, really good. Uh, the guy who played Eddie was really good, too, and I, I'm drawing a blank on his name. But but it was kind of uh, crazy how these adults really looked like their younger counterparts. Yeah, they did a good job casting. Uh, I think I think that was uh, one of the strengths of the film. Uh, actually, both films, because they got kids who had good personalities and then matched up with their older counterparts. So that's my top, my top six. Uh, number five, and this is from a film we just watched last night, so just squeaking it in, uh, Arthur Fleck, Joaquin Phoenix from The Joker. Oh, my God. I thought Joaquin was great in that. He was creepy. He was scary. Uh, he did a really good transition from Arthur Fleck into Joker. While maintaining this form, this, this, you had sympathy for him. Oh, yeah, you felt terrible for him. Like, like he's going crazy he's doing all of these horrible things and yet you feel for him because all these horrible things are happening to him he's got a medical condition and everyone picks on him uh number four and uh this is actually two different actors playing the same role but billy batson in shazam i thought that the character of billy batson especially as um uh shit i can't remember his name uh zachary levi uh, great you know, Levi captured what a uh, teenager with superpowers would be like. Uh, another one that was kind of maybe uh, flew under the radar this year, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, Duncan Vizsla, played by Mads Mikkelsen in Polar. If you like John Wick, you'll like Polar. Like, he's so good in that. Uh, number two was a movie you just watched a little while ago. Uh, Grace from Ready or Not, played by... Um, um, shit. What's her Samara name? Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving. I couldn't think of it. I knew it was like I was going to be like you know Loom, something, yeah, but I knew that was wrong. And number one, and this is on uh, several lists. This movie. This is on you know my top directors list. My top uh, movies of the year. Top horror movies of the year. Top horror movies of the decade. Uh, this is Haley from Crawl. Uh, played by Kaya Scodelario. I think that's her name. Uh, but yeah, she she was awesome. She did a great job. And I really just, I liked the character. She was not uh, like a damsel in distress. And I just, 
if you haven't seen Crawl, do it because it's amazing. But uh, oh, I skipped my honorable mentions. So my honorable mentions, uh, the first one goes to uh, Matthew, Jason, and Bernardo of Bad CGI Sharks because they were just fucking awesome in that movie. And another one is a character I had been looking forward to all year. Because, well, from a, a series I had been looking forward to all year. And, you know, someone that, you know, we finally get to see in a in a huge role. I'm talking, obviously, of uh, Dominic Pace as Gecko in The Mandalorian. So uh, that's my list with my two honorable mentions. And uh, Ashes... Throwing it over to you. So here we go. My top 10 characters of 2019. Starting it off at number 10 is Babu Frick from The Rise of Skywalker. Yep, yep. I wasn't going to put him on there, but I just, I couldn't help myself. I was going to make him an honorable mention, but I was like, you know what? I think he's he's a little more than that. He so, was very um, important to that movie. He was very, he was very pivotal to the plot. And uh, hey, hey. Just just captured our hearts. Mm-hmm. Number nine on my list is Jason, uh, played by Jason Ellsworth in Bad CGI Sharks. Okay. Yeah, I thought that that film is great. The hair and, dick. Right. There's just something about, I mean, they're all great characters, but there's something about the character of Jason, which is pretty much a parody of who Jason Ellsworth is. He's one of the writers and directors of the film. Um it's just it's just hilarious, and anyone who can sit there and poke fun at themselves in such a way, uh, and and bring such a heart to a role, I just I love it, and I think he's great. Yeah, I couldn't pick just one; I had to go with all three of them. Well, that's you. That is me. I have a favorite, and Jason's my favorite. I mean, they're all really great, and they're he'll all be, really great guys. He'll be happy too. to know that. But but yeah, Jason Jason is my favorite. Uh, number eight on my list is Nadia Volvakov, uh, who is Natasha Leone in Russian Doll. Uh, that's a show on Netflix. Its first season just came out this past year. And I'm hoping, I don't, I don't know if I hope that there's another season because it ended like it, it's a beautiful miniseries if they leave it as this. It's brilliantly done. But if they do decide to do another season, I'd be interested to see where they take it. But Natasha Leone, I fucking love her. I love everything she does. She is the Jewish Nana that I wish I had in my life. Like, I just want her to to chain smoke around me and tell me how amazing I am. Like, she's just awesome. Number seven on my list is the Belay Brothers for their most recent season of Dragula. Uh, this season was uh, kind of different than the other seasons. It actually appeared on Amazon. And has since been moved to, like, the entire series has been moved to Netflix. So big things are happening for this series of Dracula, And the Belay Brothers have definitely been picking up pace and have been doing really great things. Number six on my list is Grace, played by Samara Weaving in Ready or Not. I actually just recently rewatched it. And I'm pretty sure Ready or Not is probably one of my top films of this year. It was so good. I mean, it was highly anticipated on my end, and it did not disappoint. I really enjoyed it. Number five on my list is Cara Dune, played by Gina Carano in The Mandalorian. Number four is Rick Dalton, played by Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Solid choice. Now, that film was hard to pick just one character, and I really only wanted to stick to one because I didn't want my entire list to be all characters from one specific 
thing. Like I wanted multiple characters from different things. So, I mean, obviously Brad Pitt was amazing and I absolutely loved Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate. Um, I just said that, that was, again, one of the top films, uh, in my opinion of this year. Number three on my list is Mothra from Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I really liked this portrayal of Mothra. I think we finally see the character in its full form. She's big. She is beautiful. She is very, um, God, what's the word that I'm looking for? Formidable. Well, no, not only that, like she, Godzilla would not be Godzilla without her. Godzilla wouldn't win yeah, he she's the Godzilla wouldn't be the kaiju of, that he was. He would Godzilla would not be king of the monsters without Mothra. Who's the queen of the monsters? Exactly. Yeah. Which is why you have that name. So number 2 on my list is Pray Tell played by Billy Porter from Pose. And if you are not watching Pose, you need to be. In my opinion, it is the best show on television right now. The acting is uh, incredible and the writing is just like anything other and it's tackling all of these issues that have taken place in our culture in our society and it's so important while being so incredibly fabulous and entertaining at the same time and billy porter does an amazing job in that show obviously because he's won awards for it uh, and number one on my list, actually, I'm going to go with my honorable mentions first. So I have a couple. My first honorable mention is Sansa Stark, played by Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. Now, I actually wasn't going to choose anybody from Game of Thrones because, in my opinion, season eight was such a disappointment. I didn't love it. I didn't love how everything ended. However, I think the character of Sansa Stark had the most solid and storyline and the best character arc throughout the entire series and how they ended her character and seeing the like the powerful woman that she became and she truly you know went from this this meek follower to this strong leader i think was the the best full storyline of the series from seasons one through the end of season eight so that's one. And my second honorable mention goes to Nadia, played by Natasia Dimitrio from What We Do in the Shadows. I freaking love her so much. So like, good. Laszlo and the other guy, like, the other vampires are great. But, like, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. I am, too. But anyways, the other guys are great. But, like, she is just fucking hilarious. I love her so much. Randor? Nandor. Nando. Nandor. Yes. Um, but yeah, she's just amazing. So my number one character from this year should come as no surprise. He has been my obsession ever since episode one of The Mandalorian aired. It's the little green baby babushka, baby Yoda. He was such a delight on the show, getting to see, you know, a little bit more of who he is and what he can do. And it's really made me excited to see what happens next season. Excellent. So do you want me to do my top 10? All right. So I'll do my top 10 of the 2010s. Now, there are also, uh, I had to add a sixth one uh, in between the last break and now, but I added a sixth honorable mention. So I'm going to do my honorable mentions first. Uh, First honorable mention is Jen from Revenge, uh, Mad Dog from The Raid Redemption, John Wick, 
uh, Howard Stampler from 10 Cloverfield Lane, Jerry Lane from World War Z, and The Lone Wanderer from Fallout 4 because I've played that game more in the past few years than I've played any other game aside from Tetris. So here is my top 10 of the 2010s. At number 10 is K2SO from Rogue One, the droid played by Alan Tudyk. I thought he was just great, and Alan Tudyk is a goddamn treasure. Um, I also want to preface this by there were certain characters that I had to pick uh, multiple characters from the same property just because you can't just have one without the other one. Uh, number nine is Rod Williams from Get Out, like the one guy that knew everything that was, you know, I think he's the real hero in Get Out. Uh, number eight, Django Freeman and Calvin Candy from Django Unchained. Number seven, Godzilla, because I love the way that they have really cultivated and expanded upon the Godzilla character. Uh, number six is from one I just recently watched, Calvin Barr, played by Sam Elliott in The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. Now remember, that's one long title. Uh, there were some folks the other day who were confused. Uh, they thought those were two different movies. But no, it's The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. Uh, number five, great movie from 2018, uh, and I highly recommend it. It's on uh, Hulu. movie called Low Life, and the character is El Monstro. He's amazing uh definitely if you haven't had a chance to see this do it it's a great film uh number four i didn't like this film so much but i loved uh donald glover as lando calrissian in solo uh he's my number four number three and we talked about this at length uh early uh about a year ago because a new movie was coming out, but Kevin Wendell Crumb, played by James McAvoy in Split, like the way he transitioned from personality to personality just by subtle facial f movements, oh, it's amazing. Then uh, number two, it's actually a five-way tie between Vladislav, Viago, Deacon, Nick, and Stu from What We Do in the Shadows. Just such a great goddamn movie. No, I Peter? Well, he didn't really contribute much to the plot. Like he didn't he didn't do much. But they brought him a chicken. They did bring him a chicken, but he didn't do much, so he didn't contribute much. He wasn't funny. He didn't do anything exciting. He didn't go to the flat meetings. He didn't go to the flat meetings and he didn't get into the brawl with the werewolves, not swearwolves. And my number one, because it's probably my number one favorite movie of the twenty tens, I've suggested it to people a thousand times. I love this movie, and I love these characters. Tucker and Dale from Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. If you have not seen it, do yourself a favor and watch this goddamn movie. It is so funny. It is so good. It turns the you know cabin in the woods serial killer type thing on its head. It's one of the funniest movies you'll ever see. And again, Alan Tudyk is a goddamn treasure. So that's my list. There were a bunch that I wanted to add on there that I didn't. You know, Chris Evans as Curtis Everett in Snowpiercer was a great one, but I left him off. Um, and there's just there's a ton more. But that's my uh, my top ten from the 2010s. Ashes, uh, what have you got? So I'm going to start with my honorable mentions as well. First on my honorable mentions list is SpongeBob SquarePants because he's still going strong. Uh, one of my favorite cartoons ever. 
and still coming out with new episodes, which is crazy and awesome. Uh, second of my honorable mentions is Captain Phasma, played by Gwendolyn Christie in Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and The Last Jedi. The only reason she's an honorable honorable mention and not actually in my list is because I feel that she was severely underused and they did her character so dirty in The Last Jedi. I was really hoping that they would find some way to resurrect her character, do something with her character in The Rise of Skywalker. I mean, I know that there was a lot of other stuff that needed to happen. So maybe, you know, her character just wasn't important enough to make some sort of, of, of comeback and, and you know, kind of give this great character the due that she deserved. But uh, definitely worth an honorable mention spot. Carol Pelletier, played by Melissa McBride in The Walking Dead. Good one. Now, the only reason she is not in the list is because The Walking Dead has gone downhill, in my opinion. I have not watched any reason, recent seasons. I probably started stopped watching it like three years ago. At least. Um, I've been keeping up. Carol's still pretty badass. But... She was one of my favorite storylines from the beginning of the first season to when I stopped watching it. I pretty much, you know, she was one of the characters I was rooting for. Typically, I didn't care if most of the characters lived or died, but she was one of them, especially come the the second season and the third season when she really found herself. Uh, her story was just fantastic. and she, she had a similar like story to Sansa being this meek you know, like timid bird to almost to like this avenging. Like she's a survivor. She is such a survivor. And I think that she, you know, was, and apparently still is one of the great characters on television right now. And my last honorable mention is only an honorable mention because I just recently started watching this series. I'm obsessed. It's on the third season now. Obviously, we're going to be getting a fourth season. It's Netflix's The Crown, and I'm talking about Princess Margaret, played by Vanessa Kirby in seasons one and two, and Helena Bonham Carter in season three, and she'll also play her in season four. This show is amazing. Like, nothing happens, but everything happens, and it's so scandalous. And Princess Margaret is the best character of the show. She isn't in every episode. She's not a main character. Obviously, the queen is. But, oh my God, I love Princess Margaret so much. I'm not allowed to watch that show because I make fun of the Because you make fun of things. Yeah, but see, I also notice stuff about that show that you don't. Like, I came in the other day, I was like, holy shit, that's Edmure Tully. And you're like, oh my God, it is. Like, you hadn't realized it. And the other one was like, holy shit, there's Kyburn from Game of Thrones. And you're like... Are you sure? And then I like, realized Charles Dance was in it, though. I'm like, hey, that's Tywin Lannister. Hey, that's the bad guy from Last Action Hero, isn't it? So anyways, getting into my actual top 10 list of this past decade, number 10 on my list is Mark Watney, played by Matt Damon in The Martian. So not only was that an amazing character on film, but the book was incredible. Yeah, I totally agree. And the translation of the character from book to film was perfection. And each on their own is just so delicious because the book, you get to see more of his inner monologue, his which is hilarious, absolutely hilarious. And his the journals that he kept and, you know, the thought process that he went through, uh, all of the science that went, you know, the 
the stuff that he signs the shit out of. Um, you know, whereas in the film, you got to see everything. You got to see the landscape of Mars, which they do describe a little bit in the book. But like on film, you know, being able to see it and take it all in, it's just magnificent. Each medium provides something the other doesn't. Right. Yeah. Which is why, like, it's just such a great character in both mediums. But yeah, so number nine is Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Good call. I just think that he's one of the characters that really stood out when I was trying to think of, you know, Marvel has played such a big role in my life, you know, entertainment wise for the past 10 years with all of the films that they've come out with. And you know, now they're going to be doing TV shows and whatnot. I just tried to think of what character really stuck with me. What character did I love the most? And Loki was definitely one of them. So That's fair. I was trying to steer away from too many Marvel characters myself. That's why this is the only one. And I figure it's fitting. Because I had like Thanos and Killmonger and Loki and Iron Man. Yeah, but we could do our, our top America. ten, you know, Marvel characters from the past you know decade of marvel like there's there's just so many like our entire list could consist of just marvel characters alone Uh, my eight characters are grace hansen and frankie bergstein played by jane fonda and lily tomlin respectively in the netflix series grace and frankie i love this show so much i love the stories that it tells i love that it really spotlights women and aging women and it's just such a liberating and great show all around and these two characters are fucking hilarious like Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin are just fucking treasures and I the next season is their last season I can't wait to see where the story goes I just love them Next on my list is Miriam Midge Maisel, played by Rachel Brosnahan from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is a great show on Amazon. If you haven't seen it, you should. Number six on my list is Pray Tell by Billy Porter from Pose. Again, I think it's one of the best shows on television, and if you're not watching it, you should be. Number five on my list is Myrtle Snow, played by Frances Conroy from American Horror Story Coven and Apocalypse. Number four is Moira Rose, played by the incomparable Catherine O'Hara from Schitt's Creek. Number three is RuPaul, should come as no surprise. Number two is Linda Belcher, voiced by John Roberts from Bob's Burgers. And number one no surprise here, is Cersei Lannister, played by Lena Headey, Game of Thrones. Baby Cersei Yoda. (laughs) I'm surprised Baby Yoda didn't make it into your top ten of the... uh... He's still too fresh. He's still too new. I mean, that's how a couple of mine were. Like, again, as much as I liked Haley in, uh, in Crawl, it was tough to put her over some of these other characters. So... Those are our lists. Those are our lists from our friends. Um, keep your eyes open because I'm going to be doing a list. Because you know, there's a lot of lists you could do, especially for a year or a decade. So I just posted my list of my top ten directors for short films in 2019. Um, that is posted to the uh, throwdownthursdaypodcast.com website. So you can check it out there, see if uh, anybody you know made that list. And I'm sure if you've listened to us talk about 
some of these short films that we've gotten to see over the past year. Um, there are not going to be too many surprising names on there. And uh, in the coming few days, I'm also going to do my top directors of feature-length films of uh, 2019. So with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to wrap things up. We have some battle results, and we're going to tell you what we're doing next week. So stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Miles, a.k.a. Mr. Most Days Off from the Best Darn Diddly Review Show, and you're listening to the Throwdown Thursday Podcast. This is Emma. You're listening to Showdown Sunday. Patrick Ray Hall in the motherfucking house. <laughs> Patrick Ray Hall in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray And we are back. I uh, do hope you enjoyed our list. If you had any difference in uh, in yours or you agree with some of our selections please don't hesitate to reach out and let us know throw down thursday podcast at gmail.com is where you can send all your uh, suggestions and uh, comments because uh, we we love when we when folks send us stuff for us to read on air so uh we have some battle results ashes what do we got for battle results this week so last week we threw down Bashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh, which Santa is the true king of Christmas? You could choose from Billy Chapman from Silent Night, Deadly Night, Scott Calvin from the Santa Claus, Santa Claus from the Nightmare Before Christmas, now that was actual Santa Claus, not Jack Skellington as Santa Claus, and Robot Santa Claus from Hugh Tarama. And Robot Santa Claus won. Yeah, I don't think it was really even that close. Well, I mean, Robot Santa Claus is, I, to my knowledge, the only one who has any knowledge of a, a, a semi-automatic weapon. He does blow up a lot of stuff, and he uses a lot of uh, um, high-explosive ordnance, like he tells them in, in that one episode. Your mistletoe is no match for my toe missile. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. That's who I voted for. Uh, on Twitter, it wasn't close. A lot of people voted for Scott Calvin but not enough to overtake uh, Robot Santa overall. So next week, we're going to be discussing, uh, we're going to be leaving 2019 in the past and focusing on the future, and we're going to be discussing some of our films that we most look forward to seeing this year uh, between films and TV shows and you know different things that are uh, coming up, You know stuff we hope to accomplish. So that's what we're going to be talking about next week. So if... Again, if you have any thoughts, any movies that you're looking forward to, like when I was doing research for this, I found a movie that I didn't know was being remade, but I'm very, very excited for it because the cast looks incredible, and this is one of my properties that is near and dear to me, so I'm very interested, and I'm not talking about Ghostbusters, but I'm very interested to see what uh, comes of this particular remake, and I know I'm not usually a fan of remakes, but this one, it, it intrigues me, we'll put it that way. But we're also going to be in a couple of weeks. Well, I say a couple of weeks. It's more like a seven-week thing. But we are going to be in Mystic, Connecticut for the weekend of the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd to attend the Wicked Weekend Horror... Uh, horror Wicked Weekend, the, the horror uh, convention. Now, that was the one that was supposed to happen in December, but ended up getting pushed back because uh, of reasons. And uh, they've already started announcing a ton of guests. It's going to be at the Mystic Hilton. So a much bigger venue, I think, will accommodate uh, a lot more guests, a lot more uh, 
attendees, and so we're very much looking forward to doing that. Hopefully, we'll be still be doing some panels, but uh, I think with that being said, uh, Ashes is a bit under the weather, so we are going to bring this episode to a close, and we will see you next Thursday. Thursday. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Ah!